Where will you go when you die? Well, the Bible has the answers. Today, Jonathan Burness continues his teaching on the afterlife and interviews a man who died in a horrific automobile crash and was brought back to tell people heaven is real. Just ahead on Jewish Voice. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, where we proclaim Jesus, Yeshua as Messiah to the world, and help you to understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith. Well, during this week, I've been teaching on the afterlife. My goal with these programs is to help not only you to find the truth, because many of you watching have already found the truth, but to help you to be a better witness to the people around you, your friends, your fam family members, your coworkers, your next door neighbor, that the Bible is very clear about what happens to us after we die. The scriptures, both the Old and New Testament, reveal very clearly that there is a life after death and the decisions we make in this life, what we choose to believe in this life will determine our destination. Now, I've been sharing throughout the week that the majority of Americans, over 80%, believe that there's a life after death. Uh, a majority in Europe, and the percentages are even higher outside of America and Europe. Almost everyone believes that there is a life after this one. There's more to life than just this body. After we die, we go on to another life. The question is, where are we going to spend that eternity? Eternity, my friends, is a very, very long time. And if you choose to believe what's written in this book, which I do, I believe that what is written in this book is true. And if we're going to help people to understand what's in this book, the reality is that all roads do not lead to the same path. In fact, Jesus himself said that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Here's another challenge that many people believe in heaven but choose not to believe in hell. Folks, this is subjective reality. This is uh, putting ourselves in the position of God. You can't just pick and choose. You can't turn a Bible into origami and say, I like this, I don't like this, and cut out and uh, cut some out and leave others. It's origami. The reality is, is that the Bible, both the Old Testament and the New Testament, teach about heaven and hell. In fact, Yeshua, Jesus, talks more about hell than he talks about heaven. Now, yesterday I went into a very specific verse in Daniel because many Jewish people tell me that the Bible doesn't say anything or that the Jewish scriptures don't say anything about hell. I hear this from Christians as well. And yet yesterday we looked at Daniel chapter 12, which very clearly tells us that many who sleep in the dust will be resurrected, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Very, very clear statement that there is heaven and hell in the Old Testament. Now, of course, in the Old Testament, that it was determined by 
uh, whether you followed God's commandments, whether you were a righteous person or an unrighteous person depended on how well you followed the Mosaic law. But the Mosaic law has no plan for personal salvation. It was like a credit card. I hope you don't use your credit card too much, but a credit card is actually making an advance payment on something that you later have to produce uh, the funds for. It, it's kind of, buy, you buy on credit. And right standing in the Mosaic Law was actually credit towards faith in the Messiah. We know that, uh, that Jesus uh, shared the good news after he uh, died, that he went actually into a place called Sheol, or Abraham's bosom, and he shared his faith. And I believe that those who were in right standing with God, according to the Mosaic law, immediately recognized and embraced Yeshua, and he bought for them eternal life. You see, his atonement was past, present, and future. He died for two reasons. One, to, uh, to free us from physical death uh, and purchase us eternal life, and second, to free us from spiritual death and bring us back into relationship with God. I go into detail in this in, uh, uh, in other teachings over the past few days, so you can go onto our website and watch this. But what I want to focus on now is the distinct separation uh, between those that are in right standing with God and those that are not. And uh, I want to look at a, at a scripture in Luke chapter 16. It's called The Rich Man and Lazarus. Many of us are very familiar with the story, but let's, let's put it on the screen and take a look at it together. It says there was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen, and he lived in luxury, and he refused to help a beggar named Lazarus. And the time came for, verse 22, for the beggar to die, and it says that the angels carried him into a place called Abraham's side or Abraham's bosom. I believe that that's Sheol. That's what the Old Testament refers to as the grave, as the pit, as the ground. And so he's taken to this place called Abraham's uh, bosom or side. The rich man also died and was buried in Hades. Hades is Sheol, where he was in torment. And he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire. So we see something very interesting. We see that in Sheol, in Hades, in the grave, there actually is a separation between the righteous and the unrighteous. Uh, one is in a holding place where it's very comfortable and enjoyable and in the presence of God, and the other, the rich man, is suffering. Here's the response in verse 25. But Abraham replied, son, Remember that in your lifetime you received your good things while Lazarus received bad things, but now he is comforted here and you are in agony. Now look at verse 26, very important. And besides all this, between us and you is a great chasm that has been set in place so that those who want to go from here to there cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. That's really shocking. That in other words, in the grave, there's already a separation that's been determined, and the only crossover is through the atoning work of the Messiah. 
what you decide in this life, the decisions you make, the life you live in this life matters concerning the life that is ahead. Hey, uh, we've got to take a break. When we, when we come back, we're, we're going to ask and answer some common questions about life after death. And later, meet a man who died in a horrific car accident who claims that he spent 20 minutes in heaven with Jesus before being sent back to earth. It's an amazing story that you won't want to miss. Here at Jewish Voice, we are dedicated to proclaiming Messiah to the world, to the Jew first, and also to the nations. One key way we do this is by providing life-saving humanitarian aid to some of the poorest people in the world. In helping them, we share God's love and the good news of Yeshua, Jesus. Today, we are urgently preparing for our next medical clinic to bless a remote Lost Tribes community in Barangwa, Zimbabwe, the Lemba. This faithful yet forgotten people have ties to the ancient people of Israel, the priestly tribe of Aaron, and have been practicing ancient Jewish customs for hundreds of years. We need your help to make this vital life-saving outreach possible. Will you be a blessing to these wonderful people and the thousands of others in desperate need? The elderly, children, infants, and toddlers could die for lack of basic medical care. You can help save lives, but we must act now. Call or click right now to help us save lives. And with your gift of any amount, we'll say thank you by sending you a powerful hardcover book by Rabbi Jonathan Burnus. A rabbi looks at the afterlife, a new look at heaven and hell with stories of people who have been there. It contains firsthand accounts of people who claim to have seen what lies beyond the veil of death. Rabbi Burnus examines the ancient Jewish sages, the scriptures, and how it relates to what we might expect in the afterlife. It is an eye-opening journey that empowers you to reimagine heaven and get a clearer vision of the glorious eternity that awaits all believers. If God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $100 or more today to help bless some of the neediest people on earth, we'll upgrade Rabbi Bernice's book to a limited hardcover edition that's not available anywhere else and has been personally endorsed and signed by him. Please remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people, to share a gift in support of this humanitarian aid, and to help countless others around the globe. Please call or click now. And remember, your generous gift will make you a part of providing life-saving medical help to some of the neediest people on earth. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call or click right now. This week I'm teaching on the afterlife. What happens after we die? Most people believe that there is life after death, a predominant percentage, over 80% in America. But the question is, where will you spend eternity? And I've been teaching from my most recent book. It's called A Rabbi Looks at the Afterlife. And I wanted to interview people and hear their stories, people that have died and come back to talk about it. And I interviewed many, many people and chose those that were most credible and put six in the book. So it's a study of what the uh, ancient Jewish sages had to say about the afterlife, what the Old Testament and the New Testament say about heaven and hell, because uh, the scriptures talk about heaven and hell both. And then new uh, uh, look 
uh, with stories of people who have been there. So I go into this topic in great detail, uh, and I want to answer some of the questions. I actually write about them in the book. We had lots of questions about what heaven was like, and I deal uh, with both heaven and hell in the book, uh, but I sure like talking about heaven a lot more. So what's heaven going to be like, people ask. What is heaven going to be like? So we had a number of people that asked questions, and I want to read just a couple of the questions to you and give you uh, some possible answers. Now, we don't know all the answers for sure uh, because we're not there yet, but here's some questions. First one, will we maintain our own destinies in heaven? And I believe the answer is yes, we will. What else would you be? Whatever you're here on earth will resemble what you are in heaven. Now, some of the imperfections, all this weight's going to be gone. I'm actually going to have hair. I'm going to look right. But there's uh, personality traits, positive personality traits. And all of those things that make me, me, and you, you, will be present in heaven. But it's all going to be good. So I believe that we will maintain both our personalities and our destinies minus the bad habits and minus the negative character traits. So uh, that, that's the first question that I wanted to answer. Uh, someone else asked, will there be art, drama, and entertainment? Howard Storm, one of the people I interviewed, referred to heaven as the fun center of the world. He says there'll be creative expression. Many of the, the paintings and the, and the songs that were written here on this earth, inspired by God, will also exist in heaven in a different form. I don't understand it completely, but it'll be a very, very different form. It's going to be absolutely glorious. And then many other questions that I cover in the book. So if you're confused about what happens after death, I know that most of you aren't because you have a relationship with the Lord, but you have friends, family members, co-workers that are confused. They don't know what's going to happen after they die. The Bible is very clear on what happens, and that's why I've written A Rabbi Looks at the Afterlife, A New Look at Heaven and Hell with stories of people who've been there. I wanted to make it absolutely certain, absolutely clear what the Old Testament says, the New Testament says, the Jewish sages understood that there was life after death, but we have to make a decision in this life because that decision will determine what happens after we move into the afterlife. And so I want to encourage you to get this book, A Rabbi Looks at the Afterlife, get a copy for your friend, get a couple of copies for your friends and coworkers, and it will really help you and them to understand clearly what the Bible says about eternity. Well, up next, a man who claims to have died in a car crash and then spent 20 minutes in heaven with Jesus and came back to tell us about it. An amazing story you don't want to miss.
Make a memory of a lifetime by recommitting your love and renewing your vows on the Jewish Voice 2016 Passover on the Seas Caribbean Cruise. Join Rabbi Jonathan Burness and his family April 16th through April 23rd and enjoy the beautiful white sand beaches and tranquil turquoise waters of St. Martin, St. Thomas, and Nassau, Bahamas on one of the world's newest and largest luxury cruise liners. It's the perfect place to not only celebrate the miracle of Passover, but to rededicate your marriage to each other and to God. The rededication of marriage vows will be officiated by Rabbi Jonathan Burness under a traditional Jewish kuppah, the marriage canopy. You will also receive a beautiful certificate validating your continued commitment to each other, and the event will continue with a festive reception and formal dinner. Don't miss out on the perfect opportunity to share something meaningful with your loved one. Call 1-888-435-3787 or go to jewishvoice.org slash Passover and renew your vows on the 2016 Passover on the Seas Caribbean Cruise. Some time ago, I did a series of interviews with people who had died and gone to heaven or hell or both and then came back to tell about it. Some of the interviews were absolutely amazing. One of them that I want to share with you now is a man who was in a horrific car crash. It happened late at night. His younger sister was with him, and they were singing Christmas carols when they slammed head-on into a truck. Well, his sister lived, but he died, and he claims he went to heaven and met with Jesus. Here's a look at my interview with Dr. Gary Wood. Tell us how you died. You actually died, and for, not, not for a short time. No, I was actually dead for over 60 minutes. My little sister and I crashed into the back of a truck, and uh, it, it immediately uh, caused my death. The turn signal indicator snapped in two. It crisscrossed my face. I have 100 stitches in my face. Some people may not like the way I look. I do. I thank God I for too. I thank God for plastic surgery and that they could reconstruct me, but it did severe damage. It severed my vocal cords, crushed my larynx, and uh, crushed my neck in three separate places. the f The first thing that happened is I came out of my body, and my whole life instantly did, were passed. You, did you die my, instantly? Were you instantly? And how how did they know that you were dead? Your sister was with you and knew that you were dead. How? The doctors at the scene pronounced me dead. You're, you were dead, over clinically dead. Yes, sir. Over an hour. Yes, sir. And, but you didn't die. Paul, said to, be, to, Paul said to be absent in the body, body to be, be present with the Lord. And that's what happened to you. You yes. were taken up in glory. You're, yes. And you're, hear, you're hearing, singing, and you're escorted into this, the, the city of heaven. Place called heaven. I saw an angel standing in front of one of the 12 gates of pearl, and I was granted access into the city. And I walked down the corridor after going a little distance. I met a friend of mine who had died in a previous accident. Was he, was he the, the, your welcome delegation? He was. Because I've had others every, talk about it, loved ones ready. Everyone ready. is assigned uh, someone to meet them and to take them around. And my friend, my best friend in high school had died and his head had been decapitated and he's taking me on this uh, tour of heaven and I recognize him immediately. He, how, did, how did he look? I assume his he, head was, was He looked he just on. exactly like I saw him. He was young and 
there's no wrinkles, there's no deformity. I always tell the young people there's no pimples in heaven. We embraced Jonathan. We loved each other, and then he started taking me on Perfect his tour. Perfect weight, ladies. Per yes, yeah. Don't uh, have to worry about dieting and calories. And the, uh, we went to a library, and there were volumes and volumes of scrolls there with prayer requests and the number of souls that we have won to the Lord. And, and uh, I saw the Lamb's Book of Life, and he opened up the Lamb's Book of Life, and I saw my name actually written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Literally Lit written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And it said, paid in full by the precious red blood of Jesus. And whenever anyone on the earth would get born again, there'd be great celebration in heaven. And they'd go find a loved one, and they'd tell them, your loved one's just gotten born again. Then all the saints in heaven would rejoice, and there would be a wiping away of all the transactions that had, that had happened to a person up until that point in their life. And their name then was transferred to the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm always amazed. I've interviewed a lot of people now that have entered into the afterlife, and I'm amazed at how literal everything in the Scripture is literal, yes. literally written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Now, what were the angels doing with prayer requests? How were they responding to them? Well, they were carrying bowls, and I asked my friend. They were, they were going up to the throne room of God, and I asked my friend, I said, what are they doing? Because first of all, I saw like a watery substance coming out. And my friend said, that's the tears of the saints on the earth below. And then secondly, what I saw was I can, with these prayer requests, was basically what I could describe as the effect of dry ice. And the angels would go up, they'd present it right at the throne room of God. And I asked my friend, I said, what is that? And he said, that's the praises and the prayer requests of God's people on the earth. And they're making those requests, and they're being gathered up, and they're being carried directly with the praises of the people and presented directly to the throne room of God. Wow. And then you're taken by John, your escort, in, into the throne room. Describe the throne room of God. Well, I saw God's throne. Right in front of him was a sea of diamonds. It's clear, pure, solid diamonds. It's, a, it's at least from front to back 100 miles 75 miles high, I saw God's throne, saw him sitting on the throne. He appears as a young man. There's an emerald uh, rainbow directly behind him. And then there's a beautiful river flowing from the throne room of God. The Bible calls the river of life. Meeting Jesus. Absolutely. Jesus, the most uh, wonderful, amazing person that I've ever encountered in my life. When I saw him, I fell at his feet, and he reached down and picked me up and stood me up. Jesus stands a little taller than the average Jewish man, about 6'2". I saw his rabbinical uh, hair. He was white. I saw his beautiful white robe. He had a purple sash that said King of Kings on one side, Lord of Lords on the other. Not hard to uh, recognize. Not huh? at all. He is, he is Jewish. I saw him with his prayer shawl. I saw well, he, was wear, he was wearing, wearing a, prayer a prayer shawl. shawl. And you saw, of course, that the... the uh, Fringes. The fringes, but you saw that the the scars in his scars in his hands, and I saw the scars on his head and the scar in his. And feet. he had actually the payas, the the, the yes. hair locks. Yes, he did, and he has blue eyes. Jesus Jews. is Jewish. He's Jewish. A blue-eyed Jew. Yeah, Jews from the house tribe and lineage of Judah are known to have blue eyes. Now Jesus sends you back. Talk about that message. Jesus said, tell people don't ever buy into the condemnation of the devil that they're unworthy. He said, tell them they're worthy because I've redeemed them with the blood of the Lamb. 
He said there'll be a, a, a spirit of restoration that will occur prior to his return. He said, number two, there'll be a strong emphasis upon prayer. He taught me always to pray, it is written, then I claim it is finished. He said, number three, there'll be an outburst of miracles. We're on the verge, Rabbi Jonathan, of the greatest miracle revival the world has ever seen to usher in the Messiah. We are in the last days. Yes, sir, absolutely. A big thanks to Dr. Gary Wood for sharing his testimony with us. Now, I understand that when we talk about those who have claimed to died and come back, we're headed into uncharted water. So uh, maybe not everything that uh, Gary Wood said is believable to you, but just understand that they're not necessarily the views of myself or Jewish voice. You've got to stick with what the Word of God has to say. But I think some of our guests have been very, very credible, and they can't wait to get back to be with Jesus. Well, I'll be back with a few closing thoughts. Stay with us. Here at Jewish Voice, we are dedicated to proclaiming Messiah to the world, to the Jew first, and also to the nations. One key way we do this is by providing life-saving humanitarian aid to some of the poorest people in the world. In helping them, we share God's love and the good news of Yeshua, Jesus. Today, we are urgently preparing for our next medical clinic to bless a remote Lost Tribes community in Barangwa, Zimbabwe, the Lemba. This faithful yet forgotten people have ties to the ancient people of Israel, the priestly tribe of Aaron, and have been practicing ancient Jewish customs for hundreds of years. We need your help to make this vital life-saving outreach possible. Will you be a blessing to these wonderful people? and the thousands of others in desperate need, the elderly, children, infants, and toddlers could die for lack of basic medical care. You can help save lives, but we must act now. Call or click right now to help us save lives. And with your gift of any amount, we'll say thank you by sending you a powerful hardcover book by Rabbi Jonathan Burnus. A Rabbi Looks at the Afterlife, a new look at heaven and hell with stories of people who have been there. It contains first-hand accounts of people who claim to have seen what lies beyond the veil of death. Rabbi Bernus examines the ancient Jewish sages, the scriptures, and how it relates to what we might expect in the afterlife. It is an eye-opening journey that empowers you to reimagine heaven and get a clearer vision of the glorious eternity that awaits all believers. If God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $100 or more today, to help bless some of the neediest people on earth, we'll upgrade Rabbi Bernice's book to a limited hardcover edition that's not available anywhere else and has been personally endorsed and signed by him. Please remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people. To share a gift in support of this humanitarian aid and to help countless others around the globe, please call or click now. And remember, your generous gift will make you a part of providing life-saving medical help to some of the neediest people on earth. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call or click right now. I wanna thank you for watching today and for joining me this week as I shared on such an important theme, the afterlife. There is life after death and the decisions that you make in this life will determine where you spend it. Well, as I close out the show, I want to remind you, as I do in every program, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Psalm 122.6 says, may they who love you prosper. So if you want to prosper, pray for Israel. They certainly need our prayers. Until next time, this is Jonathan Bernis saying shalom 
and God bless you. Since 1967, Jewish Voice has provided humanitarian aid around the world while proclaiming the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is Messiah and Savior to the Jew first and also to the nations. Jewish Voice has demonstrated God's love by providing medical care, eye care, and dental care, all free of charge, to some of the most impoverished people in the world. Your faithful support makes all of this possible. So please partner with us. Your generous gift helps transform lives by sharing God's love with those who desperately need it. Just call, click, or write. Thank you, and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Jewish Voice is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you. 